Hey, what's going on there, podcast community? Matthew Johnson, back at it again with another episode of Dementia in Black and White. And in this week's episode, I am going to discuss the stages of grief and where I think I am in these stages. That's what we'll talk about. Let's take a listen. So as you may now well know, especially if you are a regular listener to this podcast, I lost my mother the end of April. That's right now as of the recording of this nearing the end of May. So it's been about a month since I lost my mom and I did not get to the point of having grief counseling or hospice care providing any of those services that they might have uh, because she transitioned rather quickly toward the end there. So I didn't get a chance to employ those services. And so where I am now is I am really still continuing on this journey. It is this stage of the journey that I am in now. Um, dealing with the grief of losing a loved one. And in my case, a very important loved one, my mother. And so I've just been looking through this and wanted to come this week to talk about something you all may have heard of. Certainly those of you who have either gone through any grief counseling or maybe have done some of the research yourself know about these five stages of grief. And as I looked around, of course, there are many, many different spaces online that talk about it. And where I landed was an article titled the stages of grief, accepting the unacceptable. And this is from June 8th of 2020. And it was posted by Caitlin Stanaway, a licensed psychologist with the University of Washington. So again, that's the source where I got this, but pretty much you can go online anywhere and find out more about these five stages. But for those who may not be familiar, the five stages were developed by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross in her 1969 book titled on death and dying. And uh, of course, to find out even much more, that would be a good place to go. But just quickly, in terms of an overview, I would say what they list as those five stages. And then I'm going to go through them individually. They are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And though, of course, I just listed them in an order, they do talk about the fact that you don't necessarily go through them in any particular order, though I would suspect acceptance would be toward the end of the order or the last step in the five steps of grief, just because I would think that's where you kind of 
run its course with those other things. And you are now ready to move on and move on a strong word. there. don't really move on, but accept, I guess, the unacceptable as it were. So even though I'll talk about them in the order that I just named them, these steps don't necessarily occur in that order. And of course, you could very well move from one stage and then still have some lingering from a prior stage. So these stages might overlap as well. All right. So just some quotes from the article. While there are consistent elements within each stage, the process of grieving looks different for everyone. It takes a toll on our mental and physical health. Our minds and bodies are consistently being impacted by the stress response, a nervous system reaction to feeling threatened. It triggers the release of adrenaline and cortisol impacting sleep, appetite, making it difficult for you to function at your best. Talking about the stress and trauma of grief. Those are the um, things that can happen regarding that. And so just going through now the individual stages. And I have to say, just as I begin and I'll, you know, kind of put little notes in throughout, but as I read through this, I really feel like I was going through these stages of grief during the care for my mother as she would lose ability I was grieving that loss. So even though certainly the loss of life at the end is huge, it feels like that was, I don't know, uh, maybe not as big for me because I had already grieved so much. Denial, for example, I will start here, goes through. That's the first step. And if you recall in a prior podcast, I talked about clearly being in a stage of denial, even denying, accepting that this Alzheimer's or dementia existed and trying to push that off into the background and not really acting as soon as I should have um, in terms of getting a care plan in place and all of that. So that's just one example, just as I you know go through here and I see these stages, I'm like, oh, this didn't happen after she transitioned. I'd never really denied that fact, but certainly throughout I've had some of this denial. But anyway, for denial, it says what this can look like is avoidance, procrastination, forgetting, easily distracted, mindless behaviors, keeping busy all the time and thinking or saying, I'm fine, it's fine. Yeah, certainly, certainly uh, had some of that. And, and even after the transition, I maybe had a little bit of that. Just that last statement, thinking or saying I'm fine. Seemed like I've just have said that here, here recently. And then the next stage, anger. And what that can look like is pessimism, cynicism, sarcasm, irritability, being aggressive or passive aggressive getting into arguments or physical fights and increased alcohol or drug use. So this one where I 
recall having some identification with anger is irritability. I certainly, again, both since uh, my mom's transitioning and it certainly before as you know, some of those stages she was going through and losing abilities that I recall popping up that I was irritable and maybe even that passive aggressive thing certainly recall some of that. So that's one of the stages anger and then bargaining. And what that can look like is ruminating on the future or past overthinking and worrying, comparing self to others, predicting the future and assuming the worst perfectionism thinking or saying I should have, or if only I had, and then judgment toward self and or others. So again, yes, certainly did some of this bargaining thing and comparing myself to others. And again, if you've been listening to this podcast, you have probably heard some of these things pop up in the podcast indicating how I may have been going through this perfectionism. Sure. Thinking of saying I should have absolutely. Because once I acknowledged that I was in denial about her condition, there were things that I thought I should have done before moving her here. You know, there were things to prepare the house because of course You all know once I did move her the first night here, she wandered out early in the morning, had to call the police. And, you know, it was the second time police were involved with this um, condition. The other time her driving the car again past the point where I should have done something in terms of taking the keys. And that's, I believe, documented in a prior podcast. Um but those times that the police were involved with this condition and me caring for my mother, I believe were around these stages of denial and bargaining and thinking I should have. And if I had only done so definitely that. And then the other stage, the fourth stage depression, what that can look like is sleep her appetite changes, reduced energy, reduced social interest, reduced motivation, crying, and again, increased alcohol or drug use. Oh, wait a minute. Did I put that in the wrong category? No, that is depression. Yeah. So, yeah, that, oh, it appeared in the other stage up there as well, anger. So anger and depression both have that potential of increased alcohol or drug use. And so again, certainly throughout that caregiving phase, you all may uh, remember that I certainly had that reduced energy. I certainly had sleep changes, reduced motivation. I attended some counseling through the employee assistance program with my job uh, to address that. And Though I haven't had these types of feelings since her transitioning, I am certainly more mindful of what it looks like having gone through that counseling then just last year 
And so I can keep a keen eye out and pay attention to the red flags as they might present themselves and uh, then get them addressed. I am aware of tools now um, to use should I see these things. And then also talks about for depression, what it can feel like, sadness, despair, helplessness, hopelessness, disappointed and overwhelmed are the feelings associated with depression. And then the last stage, again, not necessarily in chronological order, but acceptance. And what that can look like is mindful behaviors, engaging with reality as it is. As a quote, this is how it is right now, being present in the moment, being able to be vulnerable or tolerate emotions, assertive, non-defensive and honest communication, adapting, coping, responding skillfully. These are the stages of acceptance. And though I'm definitely not completely through this stage, I do feel like I'm at the beginnings of this stage in terms of being able to tolerate emotions. Just yesterday, in fact, I was um, watching gospel music videos on YouTube and um, a couple of them were songs that my mother would have sung. And I had this experience of crying, but not the blubbering, slobbering (laughs) type of crying, but almost as if my tear ducts were just a hose that you turn on and tears just started to run out of both my eyes. You know, it felt kind of like when your eye is dry or you got some allergies or something going on, but usually that's just kind of one eye that might start running or something. But it was tears. I was crying because I was um, getting emotional listening to this music and just kind of being filled up by it and feeling maybe uh, mom's spirit speaking to me. I don't know exactly what was going on, but I did not shun that feeling. I did not try to cover it up. I just let those tears flow. I didn't even wipe them for a few minutes. I just kind of sat there with that. And so that is one of the stages of acceptance to tolerate emotions. And I imagine going forward, it could be a song, a picture. I could be at a place or anything could conjure up a memory and it might take me from wherever I am presently to some memory of my mother. And there might be some emotion that overcomes the situation or that just presents itself to me in that moment. And of course, part of this acceptance is going to be being vulnerable to that, as it mentions here and tolerating those emotions because it is at least as I'm seeing it all part of the grieving process. And I will need to just get out of the way of it and allow it to happen. And so I think I'm here for that. I'm here for continuing that 
in terms of the journey and, um, you know, hopefully getting to a point I have not yet really gotten back into, you know, any serious work or anything like that. But at some point I am planning to do that, to kind of pick up uh, work at a, at a little more, you know, want to gently ease back into things. I don't want to just distract myself too much with, you know, getting back to my normal routine. I've not done that yet. Allowing this grieving process to, to work its course. And then going back to the article quoting here, it says acceptance doesn't mean not experiencing distress emotions or trauma. It does not mean you condone what is happening. It means noticing what you are fighting against, validating your desire to fight against it and reorienting yourself to the reality of the moment you are in. It is rare to move through the stages in a linear way. It is normal to experience ups and downs in mood, thoughts, attitudes, and behaviors. It can be difficult maintaining acceptance while things feel so unacceptable. So that's what the article says about this. And of course, I believe this has been around for a while and it's tried and true and probably tested in more ways than one and has become what is essentially the accepted normal stages of grieving. So I think it's good to know. And this is why I wanted to bring it to you today. Again, those five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So I hope this has been helpful. It's just where I am in the journey And again, as I think of things, I'll come back and I'll do a podcast on it right here in this space. And I'll look for any suggestions from you about what topics that you might want to see in this space so that I can make a determination as to whether or not the podcast continues in this vein or makes a change in a different direction. So that music means that we are coming to the end of this week's podcast. I thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate it. Matthew Johnson, you've been listening to Dementia in Black and White. Continue what you're doing, caring for your loved ones. That is so important. But also, don't forget to take care of yourself. That's of primary importance. Until next week, I'm out. <laughs>